Welcome to the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast, the only podcast where you can hang out with your favorite Dry Bar comedians. Hey, that sounds pretty good, hey, Jordan. That's, that sounds nice, man. Sounds nice, partner. <laughs> Partners in crime, <laughs> yeah, even. Co-host. And, uh, I'm Taylor Nielsen. I'm Jordan Macon. Happy to be here. Me too. Thanks for having me yet again. Me too. We had dinner at your house last night. You did. It was nice for you to come <laughs> you over. You didn't know about that, right? <laughs> yeah, it was very nice of you. It's nice to get to know you personally, not just in this <laughs> yeah. professional setting. People have been commenting that our dynamics off-putting, so we needed <laughs> yeah, to we put in to, hours outside. We were trying to overcome that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got such an interesting guest, we should just jump to the clip, right? I think let's go to the clip, man. It is true. It is true. I'm a recovering addict, man. People are thrown when they hear it, uh, which is understandable. I don't really look the part. This whole thing ain't really screaming heroin addict. I look more like Woody Harrelson with a thyroid problem or... <laughs> A middle-aged cabbage patch, but uh, it's true. I got 12 years clean now, man. And uh, yeah, thank you. I just, I just, I just throw that in there when I want an applause break. Uh, it's true, though, man. And I'm clean and sober now. And people think that I don't use drugs. That I'm like against drugs, which isn't true. You know, I think every drug has a practical use. Like, alcohol is a great disinfectant. Heroin is an amazing painkiller. Meth is perfect for when you need to disassemble the lawnmower and use, <laughs> use its blades to kill the goblins that live in the wall. Uh, not, not, not. <laughs> well, you know him. You love him. From his specials, Dreamcatcher, and what you just saw from Addicted to Comedy. Welcome to the podcast, Andy Gold. I'm glad that clip wasn't any longer. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're killing in that clip. I love it when it jump cut to the audience and the whole front row. It looked like they cast a cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't we put the old people in the back? <laughs> I, that's so funny. We were talking about how audience shots at Dry Bar are very I, I specific. We're just doing everything we can to let them like Dry Bar. This is who the eighty year people who are <laughs> Korean War veterans. That's nice. You give the veterans a spot yeah. at the front of your shows. And they were good, but it's like talking to these people about like heroin. <laughs> <laughs> they were into it. Yeah, though. yeah, they, they were great. The, the dry bar crowds are unbelievably nice. They're a difficult bunch to to bomb in front of. Taylor was saying sure. that thirty five percent of our podcast listeners are sixty five and older. So, but yeah, thir- I think uh, thirty percent. Wow, thirty yeah. percent or sixty five. I think and we're older. introducing them to pot. They probably don't know what podcasts were until just now. And now they they have you coming in real hot at the beginning of this (laughs) episode. (laughs) So I was uh, doing a little bit of research for this podcast. Okay. Just to see what it's all about. Thank you for coming prepared. Yeah. (laughs) And I... uh, (laughs) This is the first comment I read. Can I read it to you guys? Yes, please. please. Sadly, I don't like the two hosts. (laughs) (laughs) I love dry bar videos, but this podcast is difficult to endure. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Because of the two hosts. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Can I say I don't agree? Thank you. Also, Why do you think it's difficult to endure? It's not. These people, <laughs> nothing in life should make you sad enough to make that kind of comment. <laughs> I see stuff online that I dislike a lot. I just scroll and move my life. But some people are like, well, I need to let this be known that this is, I don't, I don't like this. And yeah. they get on and type it and walk away proud of themselves. Like, hmm. And yeah. 
none of the comedians are going to read that and be like, dang, I guess I'm going to stop hosting the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would never think that. Also, I think you two guys are lovely. Thank you. I don't agree. Thank it's you. just to illuminate the... Uh, That's so funny. I will the, say, we, we try not to shine too bright so that our, our guests can shine. That's right. We don't have our personalities. Like, we could, we could shine harder, I guess. My, my favorite part is how she re-emphasized... It I don't poetic. like the two hosts. I normally like dry bar videos, but I don't like this dot, dot, dot because of the two hosts. Yeah, she yeah, doubled down rep- on it that. It was like a biblical chiasmus almost of the <laughs> repeating on the end. <laughs> well, on my first special, I think I must have read – I read the comments. Everybody you do? Says not to, yes, I do, yeah. and I engage. And there were so many people just straight up saying this is the worst comedian I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then people would go defend me. And then what I would do is I would take the side of the people who hated me against yeah. the people that defended me. They'd be like, no, I think he's great. They'd be like, no, I agree with Martha. <laughs> this was a really bad special. You have bad taste. And would they engage with you after that? I think they were really befuddled by it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I found <laughs> if you engage with haters, they usually don't comment back. Because I will do that too. And I'll usually be like a, a kind of sarcastically nice or overly nice. It's yeah. my tactic usually, mm-hmm. which make me makes me look pathetic, but that's yeah. kind of my idea. Yeah, I, I should uh, say I used to engage a lot more. I've stopped now. Like my second dry bar special, I didn't do it nearly as much. But on my first, I don't know if you remember, I made a video of all of their profile pictures <laughs> uh, and made a music video to the Hulk Hogan theme song, just showing all of the profile pictures of all of my meanest comments. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so you don't get away scotch free. Yeah, scotch free? I believe it's I believe it's scot free. <laughs> Isn't it like scotch like the like the tape brand? Isn't yeah. It like... It's also a, a kind of whiskey. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the, it's scot free. Yeah, but the saying is not about scotch tape. Scotch free, but <laughs> yeah, oh, so no, that doesn't you... make it make any more sense. No, it's about tape. Well, you know no, how people like... always give out tape for free. In your mind, you're getting away easily because oh. you're not taped to something. You're getting that, away yes. scotch-free. Where if you, you were taped well, to the wall, yeah, you would have well, How does, Scott, how does scotch. scotch-free make any more sense? I, I don't know. I think it's a guy's Let's name. do it right now. Yeah, can we look I it up? I think it's it maybe uh, in reference to Scott, Scotsman, Scots people. Uh, yeah, it probably like has, Braveheart it probably has So you roots. thought... <laughs> Scots aren't racist. That's not a racist Well, I'm people. just saying. It's probably going to have some derogatory scot-free meaning. Scotch-free origin. I think it's okay to make fun. Okay. The expression <laughs> scot-free with one T originates oh. from the Scandinavian really? word scat, which means tax or payment. Ah. So, okay. So uh, scot-free, which means you're getting away free of tax. What any... does scotch-free mean, though? There is no scotch-free. <laughs> so you thought it was scotch-free because people you know, give away tape? <laughs> I, that was me double-ding down when I, I didn't want to be wrong. Did you say double-ding down? Double-ding down. <laughs> it's double-ding down. Also, You've never heard double ding down. Look, like, you're people... not getting away scotch free on this one. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm double ding down on this one. <laughs> I think people occasionally give you a piece of tape when you need it, but I don't think tape necessarily has a reputation for being a thing that people are just giving away for free, for free. like water or something. Wow, yeah, <laughs> scotch free. It's a regional dialect thing, I think. A re- <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, where are you from again? You're just a 26 year old kid, man. Uh, I'm Scotchland. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the word uh, naked was naked with an M until I was like 17. You thought it was Na- naked with an naked. 
with an Amazon monkey. Like, I don't want to. I hate gym. You got to shower and get naked. <laughs> Nobody corrected you, huh? Not until, like, high school. Were you raised in, like, a kind of more oral tradition rather than seeing words written down? How did you not never see the word naked written by that's the good, age of that's 17? That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. My mom was a big-time reader. My dad was not. Uh, I read a fair amount. But, yeah, make, make it, it, I would say. I don't want to go in there and be naked. Well... <laughs> What was the one? I probably just like when I was reading Hatchet or whatever as a kid, and they said naked. I was like, oh, that's a word I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just had no deductive reasoning. Didn't connect. I would swim naked in the lake. I was like, what does it mean to swim naked? (laughs) I know what naked means. (laughs) What was that? What was the one thing that your your family did with the shotgun that was not like you calling shotgun for car that you were wondering if this this was a thing outside your family? We bring this up in every episode. And, uh, my family, when we were calling for shotgun, the front seat in the car, we would say, no spits, no rocks. You ever do this? Have you heard of this? Um, my thing was no battle, but I just never got shotgun. I was the youngest. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and even now as adults, my brothers are all 6'3 and 6'4, and I'm 5'10, 5'11 in shoes, so I still i am the permanent backseat guy. Okay. It's a shame. You know, you, you could have called for a battle. See, I think the no spits no rocks is just a more specific. We're saying what the battles are. What is spits? I think it's who can spit the furthest. Oh, or farthest. But you also and said it never came down to actually. Spit no, you just you, you would just because you, you always said that you would say no spits no rocks, and therefore you cannot. That leaves it open to other battle challenges, though. No yeah, battles yeah. is yeah. kind of. No battles. That's it's very a lot inclusive. more. Yeah. My family was not very creative when it came to battles. So we, <laughs> we had two battles that were longstanding traditions. And How many siblings did you have? I'm the fourth of five. You're the fourth of five? So not yeah. quite the youngest. All brothers or sisters? My or? oldest is my sister. And then I have four brothers. Yeah. But we're a weird family where, I mean, I don't know if it's weird. My, the oldest three were all born like a year apart. Then it was seven years and I was born. Oh, wow. And then four years my little brother was born. So there's a big gap there. But. So you're kind of uh, only child vibes a, a little bit when your brothers and sisters went off to college? Or were you ever kind of by yourself? I mean, I always had my little brother there. So no. uh-huh. But yeah, there was a while where at home it was just me and my little brother. Were you nice to him? Yeah, we get along, actually. Closest thing I had to a little brother was my cousin Levi, who was a bedwetter. <laughs> and when he, came, when he came to visit, I would make him sleep in the tub. My mom got so mad. <laughs> I can't believe you're making Levi sleep in the tub. Because of the bedwetting? Yeah, I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a cousin Levi. You know, he's the kind of kid who would listen to a dry bar comedy podcast too. <laughs> we can. Have, he's he we older can than sixty-five. Out. What was that? Is he older than sixty-five? No, he's uh, my age. Okay. Oh, I get no, it. no, this was a reference. Yeah, that's a callback. <laughs> um, I don't care. You can leave it in. Uh, shouts out, cousin. You're not wet in the bed anymore. You're doing good. <laughs> Uh, you got a nice wife and family and everything. So, you know, he came out, he came out all right. He's not out there killing hitchhikers. That's right. Like the other bedwetters. That's bedwetters get a bad rap. And it's like, besides even the bedwetting, it goes beyond. Well, do people know what we're talking about? I take on a a guilty until proven innocent attitude with bedwetters. (laughs) I don't, if I I know that about you, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that you're probably a little disturbed. And right. you've got an uphill battle against me, and I encourage other people to also look at you with a suspicious eye. Right. I'm going to reveal I was a, I was a little bedwetter until too late in life. Until how old? Uh, I don't know What's if I want to say late? on air. So it, it, was, it was in 65 or older? But uh, to me, what I think it was 
as, as a child. 65-year-old. <laughs> they go full circle. <laughs> as a child, I just slept so peacefully. Yeah. And it started, when I started learning about the anxieties of life, that's when my body would actually wake up. But when I had no cares as a child, I would just sleep through. And, and everything would just release. Yeah. yeah, just So I think it was more... I think if you're bedwetting, you're just so peaceful at the, with the world. That, I think that, that was your story. <laughs> right. The thing we're yeah. talking about is cr- there's like serial killer profiles yeah. show that, that people who wet the bed growing up be, are like... Well, because conversations like these are happening killers. everywhere. And what else are they supposed wet to do? Wet the bed hear this? and... Fire starters. So fire I was a starters. big fire starter. I I was when too. When I was a kid. Yeah. Fire's cool. Yeah, it's alluring. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it scares me. Well, man. You want to come over and start a fire with me sometime? <laughs> I don't really, actually. Well, yeah. But if you think about it, if there's one person who's safe starting a fire, it's someone who also wets the bed. Because you can then put the fire out. Taylor. Do you know what I mean? I'm making connections here. I hate to stomp all over your logic in this podcast, (laughs) but if you wet the bed, you're out of fluid, brother. Oh, that's true. You got to retain that in the night so you can pee on the fire. Your cousin, did did you give him blankets in the bathtub? A garbage sack. A garbage sack on the bathtub, which was doubly insulting. That'll turn him into a serial killer. I didn't want pee to get on the the tub. (laughs) I mean, there's also a thing with serial killers in bathtubs, too. Is there? Well, yeah, the... I don't know how detailed we want to be. Like, if you want need to dispose of a body, then you probably want to go to the bathtub. And if you want to talk about this stuff, you probably don't want to do it on the 65 or older Drive Our Comedy podcast, too. But anyway. I think there's a G, G, G-rated way to do it. Talk about disposing of a body. Did I do it? Yeah. Okay. And I'm good. Can I continue? Because I've thought about this. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. Please do. Okay. So I would take it up in the mountains and bury the body about 10 feet deep, extremely deep. That's deep. Okay. And then at the bottom of the hole, I would have all kinds of kindling and tindler, you know, very tinder, tinder, very flammable uh, wood. And this would be at night. Then I would light it and let it burn and sort of cremate the body. <laughs> and the hole's dig enough, deep enough so people couldn't see the flames. And it's at nighttime so people couldn't see the smoke. Then after it burns for a few hours, I would just put a bunch of topsoil and dirt on it and plant a quaking aspen tree, which are indigenous here to Utah. They can grow up in the mountains without much care. They're going to blend right in with all the aspen groves, and they're going to send off runners and everything like that. And in, they grow about six feet a year. I worked at a garden center forever. I know a lot about wow. trees. <laughs> and in a few years' time, not even a few years' time, that corpse is just going to be lost in a whole root system of quakies. They'll never find them. It's kind of like a, a cage, like over the, the body, right? Like the roots would come out and like make yeah. it hard to dig through. And just to make it... Dry bar appropriate. I would only do this to an R-rated stand-up comedian. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do this to a good guy. <laughs> Thank you for that caveat. That, that so makes funny. me feel better about this episode. <laughs> How do you think it's going so far? I think it's going good. I think it's I'm, good. I'm really awesome. enjoying it. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Do you think that going back to comments, mean comments? Mm. One thing I've noticed with the with dry bar commenters is there's a variety of mean comments that are nice mean where it's they're yes. it's very respectful yes. but they're letting you know i think one that we saw was like don't really care for this format and then they put a flower emoji at the end yes <laughs> <laughs> can't be mad at that it's so bizarre to me the one comment i got was somebody was telling me to be more of a storyteller rather and i was like well you prefer storytelling that's fine but that's uh, my style is kind of jokey. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, th- I don't think they really understand. It's sort of the equivalent 
of asking like somebody who sings rock and roll to sing hip hop. You know, you're, yeah. you're saying do this other style that I like. <laughs> telling Steph Curry you should dunk more. Yeah, telling Steph Curry he should dunk more. And if you could equate yourself and your comedy to an NBA player, who would you equate it to? I don't know, Ostertag? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why Ostertag? Good enough to be a starter, but no, nobody's I don't know remember. who that is. Yeah, maybe I'll end up on a billboard for donating a kidney to a sister <laughs> or something. You know? He was on the Utah Jazz finals run teams back yeah. in the 90s. He was our center. Oh, inter- interesting. But he was just like kind of a big country boy. Shaquille O'Neal would look at Greg Ostertag and salivate. I don't think I ever saw Shaq score less than 40 than against Ostertag. Jerry Sloan had to put Carl Malone on Shaq. Yeah. Carl Malone gives up four inches to Shaq. Yeah. But Ostertag was just pitiful. Get, get them off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My oh, dad called so him Osterpig. <laughs> and when we went to live jazz games, people would boo Ostertag. Okay. Serious answer. I don't know. Um, maybe Rodman. Because uh, okay. I feel like I'm really good at getting into people's heads. You're a lot antagonistic. I like. I love that about watching you perform. Is that you have this weird dynamic with the audience where I don't. I don't know how to totally explain it. There's a little bit of angst there, but there's kind of like this over the top niceness sometimes too, and a little. There's just tension that you build with the audience that I really enjoy. Oh, thank you. Does that ring true to you, or am I talking um, about? I, I I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I, I can be kind of confrontational with the audience. Yeah. But I'm like cheerful. Yeah, yeah. It makes me laugh. Um, Was that something you learned to do? Like, no, it's totally. Hopefully, now that I'm mindful of it, it doesn't become something I try to do and become contrived because it just sort right. of happened naturally. And I think Jordan is right, but I never even didn't even really occur to me until just now. Well, don't let it get in your head and ruin your act. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm serious because uh, when you try to do stuff, it always becomes contrived i think whenever you like try to do stuff that the audience likes like when you're writing a joke for the purpose of i hope people like this it's always gonna feel like contrived and needy and pandering pandering and you're selling it and throwing the salesmanship at the audience Mm -hmm. and i just think you don't really know what's gonna work so just do what you think is funny and what you believe in and and use yeah. the audience feedback to adjust that and appropriately, just, but yeah. don't be like only thinking about how this person will like a joke or not. Yeah, beforehand. Then you'll be joking about like somebody said to me, "Hey, uh, I thought of an idea for your roast videos." I'm like, oh, "Great." <laughs> he, he goes, "You should roast uh, the Bachelor contestants." I don't watch the Bachelor. He's like, "Yeah, but it's really popular and pe- people would like it." I'm like. That's never how I want to do comedy. Right. Like the mm-hmm. internet, even more so, you don't know what's going to work. Just do what you think is funny. And if it hits, great. And if it doesn't, let's keep doing what you think is funny. But you can tell when comedians are doing like, oh, I hope this becomes big. And to me, it's always embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it flops. Yeah. Sometimes it does work. But we as comedians can kind of be like, even I don't when really it, want to do it. But Even when it works and it... It, it works a lot sometimes because yeah. you're saying, especially if uh, you have a lot of energy and charisma and you're saying things that people like to hear and agree with and they'll clap and, yeah. and mm-hmm. like, 
I'll, I'll just be in the back of the room just like, oh, well, that's just hack. Yeah. BS. Uh, whatever material. <laughs> right. You know. So yeah. how did we get going on that? I don't know. But you mentioned your roast videos, mm. which we do want to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Because you've gotten a big following. I, w- I was with you as you the followers were coming in by the thousands. We were hanging out in a green room where you post pictures of yeah. uh, children yeah. <laughs> and you roast them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah. Um, That's, yeah. And, and then after a while, people started submitting photos, which is nice because I don't have to go find them. But to me, like the it, the funniest element of the roast is now gone, which was like, yo, who's this like forty year old making fun of little kids? <laughs> <laughs> now that the kids are in on the joke, that element is gone. Yeah, but yeah. you're um, still doing it, right? Yeah, and I'm still having fun doing it. Um, people email me photos; I get tons every day. Most of them I don't use. <sighs> the most important thing is the photo just has to look good. Yeah. Like, even if you were a really funny-looking kid, people will take a picture of, like, a Polaroid with their phone, (laughs) holding it at an angle with, like, a glare (laughs) on it. Yeah. And then those are always the people who keep responding, hey, just want to make sure you didn't forget it. And I'd be like, your picture is bad. (laughs) Let's get you a scanner. (laughs) Yeah. Let's digitize these. Yeah. I can't can't use it. That's What do you – I mean, you – like you said, you don't want to analyze it too much, what you're doing. But (laughs) – what do you like about roasting kid photos? Um, <laughs> I like that it's mean and it's punching down and that kids are defenseless. Shame, shamelessly, yeah. Like, I just think there's something really funny about a grown-up making fun of kids. Yeah. I've always made fun of kids. When I was at the Angels game with, remember Christian? Yeah. There was these, like, junior high kids sitting in front of us who were all excited about the baseball game, and I was just making fun of them all game. <laughs> And I'm like, who's this guy being mean to us? They're <laughs> <laughs> not used to like a grown-up making fun You've of. You've been them. preparing yourself for a long time for these <laughs> videos to yeah. go well. Well, I think it's funny people that get offended at the videos because you have had some people that are like, oh yeah. But these are also old photos that it's not like you're. It's different than the Angels game because you're not actually talking to these children that you're making fun of. A hundred percent. Like I'm not totally heartless. I don't want some, like, seven-year-old to be scrolling on his phone and to see a video with, like, 500,000 views and 200 comments of him getting made fun of. Like, I don't want that. So I make sure they're all grown-ups now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also think, like, if you're a grown-up and you can't laugh at photos of yourself when you were a kid, right? like, yikes. (laughs) Because one gal actually emailed me, and I posted that photo. It was a good one. Then she emailed back, I guess it was her cousin, and her cousin was furious, <laughs> saying, hey, can you take it down? My cousin thought I was joking. And I didn't take it down. Because I feel like, first of all, the video was doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, I, I really don't feel bad for her. Just because you're like all butthurt and sad doesn't actually mean you have a point. Like, this will be good for you. So you're I, not heartless? <sighs> Well, she's an adult. She's a grown-up. No, I, I, I think. I just think she's wrong. Yeah. I mean, talk about an innocuous thing to get offended about. Like, making fun of an old childhood photo. Like, yeah. you take yourself that seriously. Yeah. So it actually made me resent her as a person and, and kind of made oh, like me... Oh, they brought up a... Oh. Sorry, I, I shouldn't have interrupted you. But... No, no, that's okay. 
I, I think I remember some of the jokes. I said she looks like a some of them, I, I use a lot of obscure references. I think she looked like a uh, a replicant from uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, and WWF IC champion, Mister Perfect. Or some of the other. It's kind of an older one. I guess none of them are really old. I've only been doing it for like three months. Yeah, I'm putting myself in the shoes if it, you were doing current kids, and I was like a second grader, and I got on the internet and just saw pictures of oh, myself yeah. being roasted, and that would just—I don't know—I don't—I wouldn't be able to process it. As a child. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's why I make sure they're all old. And but. also, I do use almost a hundred percent photos that are submitted to me now, just to escape some of the heat. Like, why are you bullying these kids? Right. You know, but it hasn't really worked. I still get plenty of comp comments like coming at me yeah and people are like why don't you roast your own photos i'm like i did just keep scrolling <laughs> was that the did, was that the first ones you did or did would that no nah, nah, i did that after like a month or two when like lots of people commented i'd like to see you when you were a kid and i was a funny looking kid <laughs> Every, nobody looks everybody that was right That's what... well and times change i was 90s yeah. so 90s i had <laughs> the bowl cup Sometimes all the way around Beatles style, and yeah. sometimes parted down the middle like Seventh Heaven. And I chubby, had that one. Yeah. I had steps too. Did you ever do steps? I had stuff? the steps yeah. too. Yes. So did my brother. My brother was another redhead with steps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? That's... See, I'm a I'm a kind of a redhead light. The beard is redder than the head hair. Yeah, you have aesthetics of a redheaded person, but then you have very blonde hair. Yeah. So. I feel your pain a little bit. I, I get some of the ginger <laughs> comments. Um, and I get old women who are excited about it. Oh, yeah. We were talking about so much you old You had a people. joke about this. And the same thing happened to you. This old woman showed me a picture of her redheaded grandchild. Like, I'm like, whoa, what a cool redheaded kid. <laughs> Another one? Yeah. Does anybody else have any redheaded kids I can look at? <laughs> I just go through life. Hoping, oh man, I hope somebody f- shows me a photo of their redheaded kid I today. Feel so valued and seen C- right now because I have red hair. That's they like touching red hair too, old people. Really? Yeah, you never had that. No, just isn't red enough. They're so fascinated by it. I don't. I don't understand. Assuming it, it you... feels different too than yeah. regular hair of a different color. <laughs> You're the kind of guy who would let him touch your hair. <laughs> You let the old women pet is, is that why you grew it out in the back so there yeah. was some easily accessible hair? Just yeah, so they, don't have to, they don't have to reach as Jordan, far. Jordan is so nice that he'll let them. <laughs> sure. sure. I'm a people pleaser in the end. And what oh, do you say when they so compliment funny. its softness? Or you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to hear that your hair's soft. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, It's never like, may I touch it? It's just... I. And it's not so much as I've been an adult, but definitely as a kid. Like, oh, look at this red hair. And it's just the hands are already <laughs> going through. <laughs> I had a redheaded grandchild once. <laughs> my my brother, who is a super redhead like you, uh-huh. he's not as good of a sport about it. But I think it's because he was incessantly bullied. Um, oh, he moved really? into this new neighborhood. And you know how bullying when you're a kid is just random. They'll just like pick a kid to bully. Yeah. And they bullied my brother like crazy. And I think what really made it worse was my brother was a great athlete. He went on to play college baseball, and he was drafted by the Cubs, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, phenomenal pitcher. And he was always striking out his bullies, like dominating um, them. Mm-hmm. And I think that really made them hate him even more. For sure. Because, wow. like, wait a minute, this kid's supposed to be the nerd. And he was 
better at basketball than too. Um, baseball was really his game. Uh-huh. But imagine uh, the kid that you're bullying just strikes you out for years. Yeah. Like for years, this went all through elementary, junior high, and high school, like easily. And I think that really, like, set the rage into high gear. Yeah. So, like, he's normal and he has a happy life and everything, but he still gets a little triggered by the word ginger. He's like, <laughs> I, I hate that word. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I do jokes about it. I was never really bullied about my red hair, but it is a weird thing that people have picked on. And South Park made huge about the gingers don't have souls thing. It's just Then it became so hack. Yeah. Right. That, that's the part that bothers me is people will say, oh, you're a ginger? <laughs> With a self-assured smirk. <laughs> Like, they just said something so ingenious. Yep. Like, that's been so played for 15 years now. Yep. Okay, what NBA player would you say you are? Me? Yes. Oh. Compared to comedy. Uh, I, I think I'm like a Boris Dia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he never seemed that in shape, and he just kind of was there to facilitate and throw the ball. He was just kind of a nice guy to be around. <laughs> Who did he play for? Uh, he was on the Jazz for a minute, mm-hmm. but Spurs, he was on Spurs. What I don't remember where he was, actually. Was he on the Bobcats? Went back on the Bobcat days. This is deep cut NBA stuff. but Yeah, I think he was a bit of a journeyman. Yeah. Yeah. I just know that he, when he moved to Utah, it was in his contract. They had to pay for all. He had a giant wine cellar, wherever he was before. And it was specific. They had a certain amount of money allocated to move his wine cellar to Utah. Wow. How how French of him? <laughs> Truly, we got a, we've got a visual aid too. <laughs> yeah, we're killing with the visual aids. Today. <laughs> really listening. That's him when he was with San Antonio. Yeah, he got he got a little chubbier. Yeah, later. looks like he's pointing at you too, J Mac. He does. Hey. <laughs> Any other players that uh, are more notable that the people might might know? <laughs> for my for me, mm-hmm. I mean, I just I, I, I barely relate to him because I'm just not athletic at all. I, I love basketball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you? Let me think. Who would I? I think you would be a better assessment outside. Okay. Looking in at my comedy. Who would I say Jordan Macon is in the NBA? Um, let's see. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of somebody crafty, gets the job done, maybe a little bit too nice. Um, give me a minute here, you guys. We got all the time in the world. We got time. They can edit this out if I I take too long to think here. I'm trying to think of somebody good because you're a good comedian. Thank you. Um, not Luke Walton. He's too much of a weirdo. (laughs) We're going to make you Dennis Johnson, point guard for the Boston Celtics in the 1980s. I like that you went with somebody more well-known. And (laughs) very, you know, like very solid, like was kind of uh, the glue that held that Celtics team together. Yeah. Uh, Competent, um, but forgettable. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was a punch coming somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was feeling good for a minute. How would you? What what uh, NBA player are you for uh, improv comedians, Taylor? Um, um, Shaq. He's so funny, <laughs> <laughs> like me. Shaq. He he used to be funny. He has really settled into being a bitter old cantankerous <laughs> man. 
Yeah, I don't really like listening to him, to be honest. He's... He is like you, actually. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the bitterness checks out, yeah. Always says words wrong. That are close enough to know what he's talking about. Yeah, and it kind of a deeper voice, kind of mumbling through things. That's... Yeah, that's what yeah, I do. You, got a good, you, you do have a sharp yeah, voice. You got a good deep voice. What about that. you guys who actually know the NBA? What would you say I am? I'm not that familiar with your improv, Taylor. Dog on it. Yeah, but well, I saw your stand up, so I would compare you to uh, Daryl Dawkins. <laughs> he was very imaginative and whimsical. <laughs> that, yeah. That's Taylor. Huh? Sure. Yes, and didn't really seem like uh, he was guided by reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How does one whimsically play basketball? Just real, just like a um, naming his dunks. He was just out there trying to express himself. Oh yeah, and yeah. would often deliberately break backboards just because he thought, yeah, it's almost like he was playing basketball ironically. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that checks out. That's yeah, fun. the cake maker, the baby maker, the wham bams. Thank you, man. Yes, I am Jam Slam. Those were all of, those were all of his dunks. Yeah. He was the first player to wear gold chains in a game. Yeah. Then that might be Jordan, right? Are we? Can we pop him out? Are you? Yeah. Do you know this is a new part of me, Andy? Are you sporting uh, gold now? I, need, I, have a, I have a little chain now. Let's hit, pull it. Let, let it. Let it. Just know I won't. I wouldn't normally wear it out. I like having. Then, I like having a little peak of chain, and people go, "Whoa, what's he hiding?" I like it though. Out. I, I think in is the right move. Yeah. Um, it works well with the black sweater a lot, I think. It, it yeah. Nice. I used to rock. I feel, ch- I feel really self-conscious with it. I'm going to put it back. Dude, in. when I was a kid in my early 20s and late teens, this is like when 50 Cent and G-Unit was big. Uh-huh. I sported ridiculous chains. I love and that. And <laughs> armbands and puffy vests and oh. Echo. Yeah. That's I, fantastic was very much a hip-hop kid <laughs> but chains kind of seem like chains like that they're making a bit of a comeback yeah i don't know if i love being associated with the people that i see also wearing chains but it's it's always called to me yeah and that, the, adrian my wife gave this to me as my christmas present i think you kind of uh, no bs i think you kind of pull it off thank you do, do yeah. you put it on every day or do you sleep in it or how does that work um, it's, I, I technically could shower with it on, but that's the only time I take it off, but it's supposed to be tarnish free. The, 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 the brand is called, uh, King Ice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's perfect. That's your nickname, man. <laughs> and I like the long hair, too. Thanks. Are you going to keep, keep growing it? What happens with my hair is that I get to a point where I'm annoyed, take, I, I, I hate getting haircuts because I don't really like the experience. Mm-hmm. And but then it's how annoying is it to get my hair in order? Because when I wake up in the morning, my hair is very thick and it's just out here. Yeah, it, I look insane. So it takes a lot of work <laughs> to get it down. It's got a nice. <laughs> so wave I might in cut it. I might the. Uh, I think I might try. Like I like the length. I might trim it a little bit. Can the viewers ever? Had the viewers ever even seen the back of your head? Maybe that could be something you could show. Was that a Patreon thing? That's maybe. a Patreon. Okay. <laughs> I don't need the comments about the Patri- back of my head. Patreon for the back of Jordan's head. <laughs> but I do think we need to have you, uh, if you're willing to, roast some younger pictures of us. I'll try. My roast why, videos why? are not improv. Like Chuck D said, he goes, I don't freestyle much, but I write it like such. That's me. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try. Let's see. Right. Let's see. What we'll see if okay. it works out. Let's get right, Taylor's up there. Where, where's it at? Toss. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just 2008 emo fallout boy Justin Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) You look like every other kid. You look like one of Drake and Josh's friends or something from the district. (laughs) You kind of look like a tadpole a little bit. (laughs) What are you doing right there? Um, I'm pretty sure this is the last day of seventh grade or something. Last day of seventh grade? Yeah. Yeah, you were just kind of a... Basic 2007 gray crayon kid with that haircut. Everybody else had that haircut. <laughs> the haircut all the kids have now is like this Jane Fonda thing. My nephew has it where it's really fluffy in the front and yeah. the top. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And that was the haircut. Yeah. It's the total Justin Bieber. It was, yeah, haircut. Bieber inspired. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of picture that if somebody submitted to me i probably wouldn't end up using <laughs> that's the ultimate yeah it's all too boring taylor yeah <laughs> you got some good i, I see the follow it looks boy. like a kid who would like oh i'm gonna do improv at byu <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then didn't make it into byu oh you didn't no no i didn't really what i almost went to byu i almost transferred what school did uh, you go to uvu UVU, Utah Valley University. Utah Valley University. Yeah. They're D1, aren't they? Yeah, now they are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Utah has a lot of D1 schools. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Utah State, Weber, the U, the Y. Utah Yuba. Tech is, too, also. Utah Tech is D1? As far as basketball goes, because they're, the okay. they're the same conference as UVU. Wow. All right, we'll get Jordan our, up our there. Our love this Let's Utah local college talk. Here we uh, go. I think yeah. you would have chosen this one. This is one I could write some stuff. The thing is... The reason I like to sit down and and write jokes about it is I don't like to say like the obvious thing. I would try to avoid kind of the red hair, but yeah, you look sort of like a like a ba- like a ball boy at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I look very gingery in that picture. I don't think I yeah. look as gingery right now as I do in that picture. Yeah, you. Uh, I would definitely say something about the lack of eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. You got hazed. They, your teammates waxed off your eyebrows at basketball <laughs> camp. I think he's trying to, to give me a hint to go after the teeth. Yeah. My diastema was uh, quite intense. What's diastema? That's a, the gap in the middle. If you have a gap in the middle of your two teeth, it's called a diastema. Diastema. There is multiple problems, not just the gap. They're going, <laughs> they're going in different directions for sure. Did you ever get braces? I did, and then I, I stopped wearing my retainer. I so I still have a little bit of a diastema. It's not as bad. Me too. Now. Me too. Man. Think about the uh, the heavy duty gingers. Is they actually have eyebrows? They're just invisible, translucent. Yeah. My yeah. arm hair, like my arm, you can't really see it. I do have arm hair, but it's very. Yeah. See, I'm not great uh, riffing <laughs> off the top of my head. People yeah, say stand-up is harder than improv, but I've always felt like improv is harder. Do you want to do my um, other picture? Sure, let's yeah, see the other, yeah. picture. Do the other one. Why not? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, this is closer to this my a, picture a little was bit. Was this Trek? It might have been Trek. It was definitely some sort of scout. Or, Wouldn't you be in Pioneer yeah. garb if that was Trek, though? Use the pioneers and have puka shell necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you're wearing the gold chain, and before you were in the puka shells. Yeah, that's got. It's How of, old were you right there? Uh, it's hard. To, I don't totally know. I, would, I look like a teenager. I would say. Yeah. And you're sporting the braces right there too. Braces, yeah. It's got kind of a Dutch angle on this picture. I don't know. 
Like, yeah, what? what's going on? What's, that? what's the deal with that? What well, is the deal with that? If you recall, Taylor. If you're versed in film theory, you know, these Dutch angles often... Unsettled viewer. Yeah, shows But I think your wrong. picture's doing that enough. <laughs> Did you take film theory at... See, I really... I'm sorry to disappoint. I I really take 10 minutes when I get the pictures and sit down and write the jokes. Oh, you're, I think you did great. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I have a minor in humanities, which I got it just so I could tell my friends my film opinions were more legitimate than theirs. I like talking about movies. Yeah, we talk. You, you're very well read, Andy Gold. And I remember driving to Rock Springs, Wyoming with you. And I was, uh, it was more important to me when I was younger that people thought I was smart. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten a little bit more comfortable in my own skin as I've gotten older and I don't need to tell people about all the books I've read. Well, I didn't feel like you were flexing. It was just what we were talking about. And you were talking about Cormac McCarthy novels and... That's still true. I'm still an absolute freak for Cormac McCarthy. Do you know Cormac McCarthy, Taylor? Yeah, yeah. The Road and um, No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men, Blood Blood Meridian. Meridian. Yeah. I haven't read any of these books, but I've seen the movie. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, they're really bleak. They don't put you in a good mood. But they're right. all pretty much just about how the universe is cold and uncaring. That's the general theme. That's and what we try to get across in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it really doesn't matter if you're a good person. You can't stop what's coming. <laughs> you know? I think we found our reel for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to talk where time just flies by with you. Andy Has Gold. this been a good one? I think it's been fun. Yeah, there's we've got it. We've got enough. Was I better than <laughs> <laughs> Was I better than Rodney? Um how do you choose? It's hard That's to say. You, how about that? I wasn't even better than Rodney. <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk about it after. That's a yes. <laughs> uh, um, but I think we should talk a little bit about I mean, you're bio on your website i did venture to your website today only person to have a clean comedy special about being a heroin addict i think so yeah you have that Two on of your them. page yeah how uh how was that experience tailoring that to a dry bar crowd how was your old dry bar experience in general my first dry bar spe- special i hate i love the people at dry bar everybody at dry bar has been so nice and you know i, I love that they let me do those specials yeah but you know, I, I made some decisions at that first dry bar special that I really regretted. Um, I had enough clean material, but like two weeks before the special, I was like, eh, some of the stuff is too mean. And I cut out like 12 jokes. Mm-hmm. And that really affected my pacing. And I was really slow and deliberate and stalling, frankly, to fill the time. And I think it's hard to watch and boring. <laughs> My second dry bar special I like a lot more. I was originally going to like try to raise money for this, I forget what it's called, like the Raise Project, which is like the substance abuse thing. Yeah. But then that didn't materialize. And there's a chunk in it where I talk about like, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm clean and everything that I had in there for the purpose of raising money. But now it's still in there. And I think people are like, what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I never felt like it was uh, going to be too hard to uh to navigate that people like religious people they like a good redemption story yeah so as Mm -hmm. long as i'm careful just to talk about how i'm clean now and i don't use drugs anymore people are on board with that um 
almost everybody is cool. I don't meet too many like people who besmirch me for that, like too many actually judgmental people. Right. Who are like, who's this guy talking about drugs? You know? Um, just as long as I was careful not to be like, oh, drugs are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, it, it wasn't, it really wasn't that, that hard, just as long as all of the jokes were about how it's in my past and I'm now clean and, yeah, I, I wish I had a more uh, interesting answer. Like, well, what I did. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Because you travel and you'll, you perform for, like, recovery groups, right, and do that material. Yeah. It's an awesome niche if you want an audience that needs a smoke break in the middle of your set. <laughs> <laughs> you told me they're good crowds, though. You told me you. Oh, they're you. unbelievably good crowds. They're kind of like dry bar crowds in a way, in that it's sort of deceptive. You'll think you're better than you are. And that's great, of course. But trying out new material is like, especially if you already have them, it's like, I don't know if that's any good yeah you know and some of them are like so good to, to where you're almost annoyed by them right and it's like okay just shut up this is that antagonistic part of your first <laughs> well, <answer>. like, <laughs> yeah i did this uh na convention in appalachia appalachian drug addicts you guys so wow. yeah i can't repeat what this guy said on the dry bar uh podcast but he comes up to me before show and says, you see that front row of people right there? You see them? I go, I do. I want you to roast the bleep out of them. <laughs> I go, okay. He's like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> Don't be mean. To, Don't be nice to them. You roast them. You understand? It's like, yeah, dude. I'm just going to do my jokes. And he was heckling me like the whole, whole show <laughs> to, to roast the people sitting next to him. Like, no matter what my joke was, it's like, say something about my wife. You never did? You never caved? <laughs> no. I did the whole hour and didn't acknowledge him. <laughs> I didn't talk. And I roasted other people in the audience, but not the people he wanted me to. And oh, then, then you get a lot of people who film you with their, like, uh, Walmart androids. Every, <laughs> every single recovery show I do, I have to tell a few people, hey, uh, don't film me. <laughs> For the whole time, they'll sit there like this right. and record me on their phones for the whole for the whole time. It's yeah. interesting when people because I, I, I do um, private events. I've done shows where it's audiences where they're not used to comedy shows. I had one where a person had the their light on, shining at me recording. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like you can't on. have. There's so yeah. many lights on me right now. You don't need this extra. That are level you, of unawareness. Are you yeah. still going on the road with that gal? <sighs> yes. At least I hope so. It's not something scheduled yet. But yeah, I do. It's, and this uh, Jen Fuhlweiler, who I opened for. Shouts out Jen Fuhlweiler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I said a weird. It's Fuhlweiler. Not Fuhlweiler. <laughs> Is she going to do that? Does she have a dry bar special? No, but she's kind of self. I feel like she'd be great for the platform. But I think she kind of self-produces her own stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, her audiences, since she's a new to comedy, she she had a following beforehand. Or people that have never been to a comedy show before. And they they just don't know how to act. And are you really going to go watch this? Who are you going to show this to? Are you going to watch it later? Or are you just on this that's, weird the, angle? that's the thing that really kind of astounds me. Yeah. The quality is garbage. You just right. took up so much memory on your phone recording an hour-long video. Yeah. Of one you just saw. 
you, you can't send it to people. It would take like hours to send that big file. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get it, Taylor? Um, if people never been to a show before and they think this is, you know, like... Taylor's playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. yeah. I like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you've never been to a show before, you're like, oh, this is my... This, this is a bucketless moment. Maybe it's my first time at a comedy show. I want to remember it. You could, Can't you, you get that, that with a couple pics? Do you have to take a video of the entire thing? <laughs> well, people take videos of fireworks when they're going off, too. Which yes. Is, which is in, equally insane. And nobody... Wa- I went to the Sphere in Las Vegas. Oh, how was that? I'll tell you about it. There were people, dozens of people all around me with their phones out the whole time to take a video that nobody's going to watch or care about. Your cell phone does not (laughs) capture the awe-inspiring show that is The Sphere. Just enjoy your life. I'll tell you how it was. So it was an incredible, immersive experience, really impressive and amazing, but I really did not care for the message. This preachy environmental message, which is fine. I care about the environment. But don't talk to me about the environment when you use more electricity in an hour than I use in my life. Like, do you know how much electricity the sphere uses? Your carbon footprint oh, that's is... So... I'm serious, though. That's really that's what yeah. these elitists do. They preach about the environment. It's like, you're doing so much worse than me. That's true. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Was he in the sphere video? No, but he never shuts up about it, and the guy flies private three times a week. <laughs> You're you're way worse for the environment than me. Was this a video where like the giraffe comes and looks at you and stuff? Is yeah, that... there's giraffes. There's all kinds of animals, and then the basically the whole thing was like, and humans are terrible scourges. <laughs> yeah, you should have gone to the U two show. Listen Can I tell you fear. something? I talked about this on my podcast. Animals aren't better than people. they're not better than people human beings are more intelligent so we can do evil on a greater scale but animals are terrible twisted things a grizzly bear will kill its own cubs and eat them just to get the mama bear in heat again they do that all the time think of a human being did that (laughs) yeah the judge is like how come you killed your own kid he's like well i wanted to uh, be with my wife in the intimate way again (laughs) and the judge is like oh okay well i get it that's fine yeah, And I was reading this article in Outdoor Life where a male grizzly killed all of its babies to get the mama bear and, he, and then just found a, a new, younger, hotter mom and went and said, oh, I'm going to date this one now and left. So this other mama grizzly bear is sitting there with no kids. Her whole life just fell apart. And she probably didn't even care that much because mama grizzlies eat their own kids when they start. <laughs> <laughs> But these, some people have this sentimentalized view of nature, like, oh, it's, you know, all harmony and beauty and humans disrupt the whole thing. Yeah. Like, no, we're part of it. We're part of the whole thing that's, this is why I like Karmic McCarthy. Karmic McCarthy? <laughs> my, favorite Ar- my, my favorite Arthur, Karmic McCarthy. <laughs> You're a bad influence on me. You're affecting my ability to say yeah, words. Yeah, all of us have messed up words today. No, that's why I've always liked uh, his writing so much. It just sort of resonates with me. Uh, like, no, there isn't this harmonious thing happening that humans are, uh, disrupting the whole world is just about survival and we just happen to be smarter than everything, including dolphins. People think dolphins (laughs) are Dolphins are sketchy in their own right. Yeah, they are ethically. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you'll you'll go into the woods and you'll see like weeds wrapping themselves around trees, sucking the life out of these big, beautiful redwoods. So it can le- live, even though it's just a pathetic vine. <laughs> <laughs> so S- Spheres, Am Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> cut us a break. <laughs> cut us a break. But the show was good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't like the message. But the visuals were cool. I will say, yeah. I have watched a bunch of people's, not that I'd want to watch an entire show recorded, but just kind of a quick glance inside the dome when they just record. I have looked at those just to be like, well, that's kind of cool. I want to do that. So I will say right. I have watched some of those. But okay. I don't think they should be recording the whole time. I think maybe. The yeah, only fair enough reason to like record fireworks or a uh, comedy show is in the hope something will go wrong. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Siegfried and Roy kind of thing. The tiger's going to snap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we should be thankful for these people that are <laughs> yeah. hopefully catching terrible, terrible moments. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be clear, I like animals. <laughs> <laughs> we did want to clear this up before yeah. we close. <laughs> and I don't feel bad for people who get attacked by animals. When the like, I was watching this show about a guy who was cleaning the zoo at night, and he reached his arm in to pet the tiger. And... Did the tiger, true or false, the tiger purred and said, oh, thank you for petting me. I'm going to go false. with false. False. <laughs> the tiger grabbed his arm and hung on to it and was eating it. And the guy had to call 911. And oh. the cops had to come and kill this tiger for being a tiger. They should have shot the guy. <laughs> tiger didn't do anything wrong. Now, is that tiger just a bad apple? No. You don't want to that, ruin That, that kid had parents who were the kind of people I'm talking about. That say, you know, tigers, they're just these loving creatures that, you know, and if you have good intentions, they're going to sense the good intentions. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, can you roast you know this what? tiger for us, Andy? Yeah, show a... <laughs> that tiger is a baby, first of all. But also that tiger, yeah, it looks cute, but I wouldn't pet it, and I know not to pet it. That yeah. thing could kill kill me, and it would kill me. And you know what? It wouldn't think twice about it. It wouldn't spend the rest of its day like, oh, what have I done? (laughs) I killed that guy. (laughs) There's that show uh, Grizzly Man with Timothy Treadwell where he goes and lives amongst the grizzlies in Alaska. And he finally gets eaten, of course. Yes. Is that how it ends? Yes. This is a true story. It was a documentary. And he, for 13 (laughs) summers, went to Alaska and everybody's like, this guy's amazing. He lives with the bears. But what happened was the first summer he kept his distance. And then every summer afterwards, he got a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And these bears kind of grew up with him and became familiar with him and just thought he was like this weirdo that lived there. And he'd be like, I love you. You're beautiful. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Blow him kisses. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But he couldn't, <laughs> rec- he couldn't reconcile when the bears ate their cubs and stuff. He like cried. He's like, because he couldn't calibrate it. Well, eventually, he went back later in the summer. So all of the bears that knew him were gone. They had went to hibernate. And the bears that were in trouble, they were skinny and they were trying to survive. They had come down from the mountains to try to get more food in them before they go hibernate. And they didn't know this guy. And he was overconfident and got close and he got gobbled up. And one of his friends was like, I think it was a mean, nasty bear who Timothy wanted to be, fr- <laughs> who Timothy wanted to be friends with. I go, no, it was just a hungry bear. And then the Alaska uh, Wildlife Patrol or whatever went and found the bear and, and killed it. And I was like, come on. The bear... Out of what? Revenge? Essentially, yeah. 
Like you shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Make an example. You teach yeah. the other bears a lesson. Wow. No, you teach the humans a lesson. Been going to Yellowstone every year since I was a kid, and I've seen so many people get gored. One time, <laughs> one time, this guy got gored, and my dad yelled at him. Goes, it serves you, you right. You've seen more than one person get gored. At... Three people get gored. <laughs> <laughs> now, are we saying that right? Get gored. Yeah. You and can... my dad yelled at a guy once. <laughs> That's Let's buy some Gordon right into a ditch. <laughs> I think these events influenced your worldview yeah. about animals. And he had to get hauled away in a hospital. He got jacked up. My dad shouldn't have yelled at the guy. <laughs> he was like, that's why you don't get close to the bison. <laughs> <laughs> now, but these stories do make it seem like humans are worse than animals. Because we are more intelligent. Yeah. And we also act over, overly familiar to the point, you know... Have you ever seen a dog mess around with a wild animal? I think there's overlap in stupid yeah. behavior. Yeah. You know, dogs will go and bark at cougars and stuff. Yeah, that's that right. kangaroo. You've ever you've seen that video of the kangaroo? The guy punches the, the kangaroo. The I love it. That's the best love it. thing. I'll tell one more story. I've been here for an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I was working at a rehab at Cliffside Malibu, the Santa Monica Mountains have an incredible coyote problem. They're just a scourge, and. They're starving, mangy coyotes, and it ate one of the client's dogs. Little shih tzu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or not. Not, not sad. No. Where, where are you going? That's nature. Um, I'm not really going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A lot of your stories, Andy, are people getting eaten. Things <laughs> yeah. getting eaten, I'm noticing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Has this been on brand enough? Is this going to make it? <laughs> <laughs> he, well, we he makes the final cut over here, so. Okay. Yeah. I, I've had an absolute blast. But we, I think we should wrap it up here. This yeah, might be our longest hour. one to date. Yeah, in a while. Okay. Andy, do you have anything you would like to plug or say to the audience? Feel free to. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if people like me, they'll find me. If they didn't like me, saying my Instagram handle won't do diddly squat. It's Andy Gold with a G-O at the beginning. G-O-L-D. G-O-L-D. Just like the precious metal jack. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Hey, well, I had a Thank great time, you. man. Thanks for Thank being you, here. Yeah. And uh, thanks to you guys. Uh, we, we appreciate you tuning in every week. And check out drybarcomedy.com for upcoming specials. Jordan's will be dropping here soon. Yeah, soon. Keep your eye out. So, all right, guys. We'll catch you later. Thank thanks you. Again. Bye, everybody. Bye.